This is Ready, Aim, Retire with Rob Curvin from Advanced Planning Advisors, Inc. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here's Ready, Aim, Retire with your host, Rob Curvin. Welcome to another episode of Ready, Aim, Retire. I am Rob Curvin, your host. We are here with Tony Shore. Tony, how are we doing today? Doing great. I'm excited about today's show. Okay, I am too. And you, you know what? Just in case I forget, I want to wish you happy Valentine's. We're recording this on <laughs> Valentine's Day, so uh, no days off. Uh, we just you know kind of plow through. So yeah, hopefully yeah. it's going to be a good one for you and your wife. Oh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. But we've got a very special Valentine's Day guest today, don't we? We do. We do. It's exciting stuff. You know, we started, you know, we just started back in the podcast. Uh, we did the introductory, you know, kind of, hey, we're back last week. And I thought, you know what, to really kick this thing off, we thought we would bring back, uh, you know, a lot of my clients know this individual and you've seen them on CNBC, Fox, MSNBC, you've seen them all over that. And if you were watching uh, the opening bell at all in, in January, you also saw this gentleman ring the opening bell at, on the New York Stock Exchange. And I want to welcome the president of Gradient Investments, Mr. Michael Binger. Welcome, Mike. Well, <laughs> that was quite the introduction, but I appreciate it. And uh, thank you for having me. You know what? I I just started rolling with that introduction. It just it just came right off my tongue. There was a lot of there was a lot of good stuff there, Mike. And and uh, I know clients that are listening to this, they uh, they think of you as a friend and his family because you see them so often at different events and things like that. And uh, and I had a lot of calls, a lot and text and emails about seeing you just ringing the heck out of that bell in the New York <laughs> Stock Exchange. Before we get into what we're going to talk about today, tell me about that experience because that to me was it's got to be the pinnacle of, you know, the president of an investment company's, uh, you know, career. Uh, yeah, you know, I've been in this business almost 35 years now, and, and, and it certainly is one of the highlights, and it's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, Gradient Investments is in a partnership with Innovator ETFs, and we have uh, a brand new ETF out there that uh, underneath it, we're sub-advising the GTR strategy inside this ETF. Um it's traded on the New York Stock Exchange, so we had the opportunity to ring the opening bell. Um, and so we put you know, several folks from Gradient Financial Group up on the uh, podium there. We had some innovator people there. Um, but yours truly was the one who was actually punching the button, ringing the bell. I may have gotten a little over-exuberant there and held that <laughs> bell down a little bit too long. But, uh, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime. It's exciting, and I'm sure it's not the first time it happened. No, no, yeah. I thought it looked good. It was very genuine. I thought it was great. Uh, like, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was definitely exciting to watch. And uh, congratulations to you guys. Congratulations to Gradient. Uh, that was quite. Uh, uh, that's quite a feat, you know, to to ring the bell and have the launch of your own ETF is, um, you know, that's quite a coup. So, congrats. Thank you. Um, what I'd like to talk about today, as we're kicking this thing off, Mike, is. Um, Obviously, last year was quite a year, uh, and and the the common theme of last year had to be inflation. 
It had, you know, I, I sent many newsletters out. We, we, we sent many gradient uh, pieces out and a lot of them had to do with inflation. Um, you know, I was at a, I was at a conference in January comparing the price of eggs across the country. You know, uh, you know, I think they're high here in Illinois. Well, apparently California is up to eight bucks a dozen. So, you know, don't feel bad. We're almost half price here, which is kind of good, but, but it seems to be that it's just kind of been hanging around. Can, and the number came in this morning, which is why I want to have you on uh, to make this thing really relevant. Um, and it came in, uh, you know, came in at, at six four, which I guess was kind of, you know, flattish in a way, and you know, uh, you know, a bit, you know, I, I would think higher than expectations. But nope, it, you, it was, was right, it right at it, it, right in line with expectations. Okay, so why don't you talk about that a little, a little bit? Like, walk us through, you know, what they're looking for, and and, and kind of what you're thinking, you know, we should be looking for, or you know. What's going to be good and what's going to be not good, you know, as far as yeah. inflation in the markets go? Yeah, for sure. Um, so number one, let's let's look back on uh, 2022. And you're right. It was a tough year. It was the worst year in the stock market since 2008. And we all remember 2008 was mm -hmm. pretty tough. Yikes. And it was the worst, you, you know, when stocks are bad, bonds are supposed to be good to help us buffer that downside in the stock market. Well, the bond market had its worst year. It was down like 13% and that was its worst year in 50 years. So the markets were tough last year. Um, and that produced a lot of pessimism. And the main reason that markets were tough last year is because we saw inflation for the first time in about, I'm going to say about 12, 15 years. And not only did we see inflation creep up, but we saw it creep up with a vengeance. It peaked at roughly... Um, a little bit over 9% on a year-over-year -year basis. And, you know, 9% is a big number. When you're used to spending a dollar and now it's only worth 91 cents, I mean, that impacts us. Mm -hmm. um, sure. Two of the biggest places we saw it impacting was at the gas pump and in the grocery store. And these are things that, you know, all of us do all the time. I mean, we're constantly filling up at the gas station. We're, you know, we got to eat. Right. And when you see prices there skyrocketing, I mean, it impacts you and you tend to get a little shell shocked and you may pull back. And the big concern about inflation was, is that, man, is inflation going to cause us to go into a recession in 2023? So when I think about inflation, yes, we have it. Um, but the market knows that. So the market's concerned about not where inflation is or where it was, but where inflation is going. Right. And the good news is, is that it peaked at 9% a few months ago. And we just got a report this morning and it was at 6.4%. And so when we get these inflation reports, and by the way, we get them on a monthly basis. So we just got it in mid February and it reported to us what inflation was in January. And in January, inflation was 6.4% on a year over year basis, on a January to January basis, up 6.4%. So that's still pretty high, but what the market is concerned about is it's not nine, it's now six, four. And the thought is, is that, and I, I'm a believer in this train of thought too, is that inflation is going to start ticking down as we go through the year. And I'm on the books is saying that as we exit 2023, I think inflation is going to be about in the four and a half percentage, maybe low four range, which is still above long-term averages, but it sure ain't nine. Right. And, now, 
and the market's concerned about the trend. So that is, so that's where I believe things are going. So then is it, is it, um, is it your feeling then like, like if, it, if inflation continues to trend down, uh, I know the, you know, the, you know, don't fight the fed and you know, the, the constant interest rate increases is it, if it keeps trending down, are those going to continue, Mike, or, or are we going to see Jerome Powell finally say, "Hey, we we've raised them enough. We got to let we got to let things kind of work themselves out." Like, how does that? How do you think that plays out? I know you can't make a perfect, you know, you know, guess, but what are you guys looking at? So here here's my thoughts there. So we know that when inflation gets high, we have to fight inflation because we can't have nine percent inflation and you know going on forever. So we got to bring it back down into a more normalized area of somewhere between two and 3%. And the way that that happens is the federal reserve bank will raise interest rates with the hope of slowing down consumer demand and all this money that's chasing, you know, a scarce amount of goods and services out there. So the fed has done that. They brought what they, what's called the fed funds rate. They brought that from essentially zero and it's about four and a quarter right now. And I think it's going to go up to about five. Okay. But when you say that to me and what the market is really starting to think is that we're in the eighth or ninth inning of these interest rate rises, which means that once we get to five, the next move is probably going to be, we're going to start cutting interest rates. So the market, it came off a really bad year last year. And, you know, a lot of people were predicting gloom and doom for this year. But my thoughts were that, look, inflation has peaked and interest rate rises are much closer to the end than to the middle of the beginning. And the market looks forward. So if they think inflation is peaked and is going lower and we're very close to the Fed saying, like, we don't need to raise interest rates anymore. That's a positive thing for the stocks, in my opinion. Okay. So the, um, right. So obviously stocks don't like it when you're raising rates aggressively. I'm, I'm, you know, stocks generally, if you start cutting rates, uh, accelerate at a, at a quicker pace. Is that correct? That's very, that's correct. Historically, that is correct. Yep. So if they, so if, if we get through this cycle, Mike, and you know, they're, they're going to have to rate, like if you're saying it's another three quarters of, of a percent, um, so we have to do maybe two or three more raises, depending on kind of how they, they want to play that out. And we get to the second half of, of 23, then it, it probably would make sense that, you know, if we get there and stall out for a bit, that, you know, that might be a good time for equities to gain momentum. Although it does seem like they're kind of gaining it right now. Yeah. Well, you know, the market, yeah, you know, I think that's the thing that always confounds investors a little bit is that the market it knows everything that has happened and is happening today. The market is moving today on where it thinks things will be six months from now. And so we've come out of the gate this year pretty strong. You know, I mm -hmm. mean, markets are up, Jesus, you know, depending on what market you look at, anywhere between, you know, five and 10%, which is a really strong January and early February. And there's a lot of history and a lot of data out there that if you look back that, as January goes, so goes the market. Right. Especially if you're coming off a down year in the pri previous year. So I think the, the investing collective is saying like, look, we've been through some troubling waters with inflation and raising interest rates. Uh, 
we're closer to the end of that story, and which means we're closer to the beginning of where interest rates are cutting and economy accelerates, inflation is more benign, and the stock market likes that a lot. So if you were an investor right now, Mike, which you, I guess you kind of are. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you, and you're looking That's at what we market, do, Rob. <laughs> right. And you're coming off last year and you're just, you know, you, you got a little gun shy last year. I, I, if anything I noticed about last year is, is um, you know, people, people don't mind risk when the, when the market's going up, you know, risk is great. You know, you want to you know, take as much risk as possible, but, when it comes back to bite you like it did last year, there was a lot of people that had to do a, a real reality check of what their real risk number was uh, and, and adjust accordingly. And we saw we saw that a lot. And, and I'm wondering, you know, going forward, those ones that got a little gun shy, um, you know, is 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 the environment going forward set up, you know, nicely for for investing or is it kind of like still, hey, you know what, we got, still got to tread water for another six months, eight months or I know you don't want to give an all clear or anything like that, but would you know for somebody investing, is this is this a good time to be um, to be you know putting your you know dipping your toe in the water? I, I absolutely think so, uh, and, and the reasons are we, we've just talked about them. Yeah, you know, I right. think the economy is going to be okay. Uh, the reason I think that is because you know the employment numbers are still so strong. I mean, if anyone wants a job in this country right now, they can get one. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's been some tech layoffs, but I mean, these are high income people out there and, you know, kind of in Silicon Valley, la la land, and they'll be absorbed because <laughs> they're very talented and educated people and all that. Um, but, but in general, a lot of hiring still going on. Unemployment levels are still, you know, down around that three and a half percent. So extremely low. So the employment picture is strong and wages are still growing, albeit not as fast as they were, but they're still growing. Um, and that, cuts into inflation. So if inflation's at 5% and your wages are growing at 5%, you're still pretty good. You know, inflation doesn't have that big of an effect on you. Um, so I think because of that, I think the economy is going to be okay. A lot of concern about there is, are these interest rates going to drive us into a recession? Right. And I don't think they are. You know, I think the Fed is going to be able to engineer what's called a soft landing, where they're able to raise interest rates to lower inflation. And in doing so, they're not going to drive the economy into a recession. And if it does go into a recession, it's going to be a very mild recession and it won't last very long. And the last piece of the puzzle is there's a lot of fear that when all the corporations that we invest in, that when they reported their fourth quarter earnings, that it was going to be a fiasco that they were going to lower earnings and, you know, all these valuations are going to look way too high because their earnings number were actually going to decline. Well, we've seen most companies report out of the S&P 500, and we're still in growth mode as far as corporate profits in 2023 over 2022. And I think the fact that the earnings cuts or cuts to the forecast for 2023 weren't as bad as people thought. That's just another positive that the market can kind of get underway again. And we, and we know that over time, stock market is still the best game to play. It's true. For, for capital appreciation, uh, you know, you, you can't really argue with that. Um, that's a great analysis, Mike. Let me ask you this, though. If you had to pick, if there's one thing out there that could really stall this market um, or, you know, create a headwind, 
you know, that's kind of lurking that, you know, people aren't looking at, or maybe they are looking at it. What would be the one thing that if there is one that you would say, um, you know what, if this happens, though, we, we, we might get into a little bit of trouble. Yeah. So my thoughts are that corporate America as the, you know, corporate America, they, they plan for the next year and two years and three years, that kind of thing. And as they plan, you know, they're just like the rest of us. They get kind of paralyzed by the recency effect. And if they start cutting back on hiring and they start cutting back on, you know, on buying capital equipment and, and expanding and growing, if they start cutting back and retrenching, mm-hmm. that that could cause that unemployment rate to go up. It could cause things to kind of freeze up a little bit. Uh, all those things, you know. So as long as, you know, my biggest fear is that inflation reaccelerates. Okay. And that puts kind of the fear of the stagflation thing again into, you know, corporate America and consumers' minds. And and like you said earlier, we've seen the inflation ticking down. It's, it's definitely going in the right direction. Um, and the number today, although it wasn't like way down, it was still going in the right direction, which That's is right. important. Um, and I've noticed, and, you know, like I do shopping like anybody else and um, you know, the, the, the fuel prices, you know, they seem to kind of bounce around more than the other, but I have seen, the food prices coming down, uh, albeit not quick enough, but yeah, they're definitely coming in the right direction. So mm-hmm. I guess, you know, as, as that continues and, and, and it's one of these things where, you know, we had so much inflation in such a short period of time that kind of you know, just came up and got us that it does take a while to unwind those situations. Right, Mike? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and part of the thing that, com- you know, that kind of compounded the inflationary effect is that after COVID we had supply chain disruptions where people were getting free money and they wanted to get stuff and supply chains were cutting down and all that. And they kind of collided together and that helped accelerate inflation. But, uh, you, you know, right now I think people are, you know, our supply chain is getting fixed and is much better. I think consumers are kind of retrenching a little bit on this kind of just wild spending that they did. Um, and finally, we're going to start anniversarying um, when inflation really started to spike. Remember, last year in February, that's when the Russia-Ukraine war started. And right. it was in February, March, that we saw energy prices spike, crop prices spike, um, and that leads right to the gas pump in the grocery store. And we're going to start lapping those on a year-over-year basis. So just that, I think, is a tailwind for inflation to continue to decelerate a bit. Okay. So I'm more positive than negative right now, Rob. You I, I certainly mean, sound like it, Mike, which is you got to be positive. You yeah. Know? And and, uh, and I know you guys at Grading Investments have several portfolios. So it, it's one of those things that, that you know, um, you know, you can – you can do well in, 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 in a lot of different markets and you have opportunities yeah. to protect assets, you know, with, with uh, some of your buffered indexes and, uh, and things of that nature. So, so I know you guys are, are pretty diverse in th- those areas. Um, anything you want to plug today? Well, you, you, you came onto the, uh, the podcast. Well, you, you just threw up a big fat softball well, pitch I there you to gave me. Us the yeah, t- you yeah. gave us the time. We'll give you the time. Mike. Yeah. We, we love dealing with you guys. Yeah. So we have a suite of, buffered portfolios. And what that does is it gives it for investors who may not be, have quite the optimism that I do, may still have some concerns. Um, it gives them some downside protection and that protection can be anywhere from, you know, 10, 15, 20% down. And they're not down at all. In fact, they could maybe make money in a down market. So it offers 
downside protection while also allowing investors to participate in the market's upside if the markets go up going forward. Um, but there's a trade-off. You know, you get your downside protection to that upside participation is capped. But right now, I mean, it's capped at annualized rates of 13, 14, 15%. And those are, you know, those are annual rates that we can all be extremely happy with, right. especially if we have downside protection. So I'm a big fan of our buffered index, our dual directional buffered index and our designed income portfolios right now, because that's what they offer. Downside protection with the chance to participate on the upside. Yeah. And they have been popular as of late. There's, there's no doubt about them because the, you know, it, it, I think I've seen it, Mike, you know, just, you know, talking to clients and where it fits, it doesn't fit with everybody, obviously, but uh, where it fits. Um, if I went back a year ago, I think there were, there was limited interest because people forgot that the market can go down, you know, and, uh, um, but that interest has accelerated. I've seen over the last like four or five, six months. And, and I, and the, the offerings, like you just kind of went through a few of them are, they've been fantastic. So they, they really um, have. And, and, and they're and, new. And what are, are they new every month, Mike, or how does that work? Every month we come out with a new set of offerings. We generally have four or five offerings, um, you, you know, that, that offer, you know, different protection levels, different upside caps, um, different cash coupons on an annual basis, those kind of things. Um, but you're right. Uh, downside protection against falling stock markets has certainly moved up investors' priority lists over the last year. Sure has. It sure has. And uh, Mike, I want to say thank you for taking some time. I know you are a busy guy up there. So uh, uh, when I called you and asked you to come on and you said, no problem, uh, we definitely appreciate that. And the insight, I think, is is invaluable to, to everybody listening, especially on the timely um, uh inflation data that just came in this morning. Uh, yeah, it's good to get an insight, you know, right hot off the press, so to speak. I'll ask you one more thing before I let you go, Mike. Mm -hmm. uh, what are we doing for Valentine's tonight? Anything, anything exciting? Yeah. For Valentine's day, we're, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, I'm going to go home and my wife and I are going to take out our two kids and we're just going to have a quick dinner and, uh, you know, they're probably going to go out afterwards and the two of us are just going to go back and watch a movie or something like that. Oh, oh sounds good. Yeah. 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 So it should be a nice, you know, just a nice kind of relaxing Valentine's day, uh, evening and looking forward to it. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Mike, for coming on. We appreciate it. Um, those my of you pleasure. out there, if you want to get a hold of me, talk about what anything Mike Mike spoke of, or you want some extra insight, give me a call at 630-780-1099. Again, 630-780-1099. This is definitely a podcast to forward to your friends, uh, to give them the insight, especially people out there not really knowing uh, you know, what's going on. You hear little news tidbits here and there. It's great to have a guy like Mike that's been in this industry for over 35 years break down the nuts and bolts into my kind of terms, the layman terms. Like here's, here's kind of where we're at. Also go on our website. You can go on at apadvisorsgroup.com. That's apadvisorsgroup.com. You're going to get a plethora of information there, including all, you know, other podcasts. You can, you can take your own risk score, see where that's at. You're going to see some different videos. Uh, go on there and, and, uh, and check things out. And, and by all means, give us a call. Come on in. It's complimentary. Take advantage of it. And if you have any questions on anything you heard today, also feel free to reach out and give me a ring. 
All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks to Michael Binger for being a special guest on today's show. And thanks, Rob, for another great show this week. Uh, That does it for today's episode of Ready, Aim, Retire. Thank you for listening to Ready, Aim, Retire. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Rob Curvin at Advanced Planning Advisors, Inc. Call 630-780-1099 or visit their website at apadvisors.net. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services and insurance products and services are offered through Advanced Planning Advisors Group, Inc., an investment advisor in the state of Illinois. P. Robert Curvin and Gradient Advisors, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. This endorsement of Gradient Investments, LLC, is provided by an investment advisor who refers clients to Gradient Investments, LLC. A conflict of interest exists because this investment advisor receives a portion of the annual management fee charged by Gradient Investments, LLC, based on the assets under management of this investment advisor's clients. This endorsement could assist in the investment advisor increasing the assets placed with Gradient Investments, LLC, and therefore their compensation. These investment advisors are not affiliated with or supervised by Gradient Investments, LLC. Endorsing investment advisor is also a client of Gradient Investments, LLC.